Hello and welcome. You are listening to Resiliency, a podcast that takes an inside look at enhancing the vitality and resilience of field workers. From experts in member care to frontline field workers, our guests will bring you their experience, their lessons learned, and always something practical you can take away and use to increase your resiliency in cross-cultural life and ministry. Co-hosts Silas West and Steve Finley are just one part of an ever-growing and strengthening net of member care in the Antioch movement. They want to see Matthew 24, 14 happen and do everything they can to help field workers have the kind of resilience that enables them to make it for the long haul. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to Resiliency. In this special episode, we will pick back up with Dana, who shared with us about her prison experience in Afghanistan. She and several others were held by the Taliban for three months. You will hear about visions of angels, praying for women's freedom even while in captivity themselves, and working through conflict together. What I don't want us to miss in the sensational nature of the story are the keys to resiliency in the midst of really trying circumstances. As I was listening to this again, I was reminded of my own experiences of God showing up in profoundly visual and tangible ways during highly difficult circumstances, like visions coming to members of my own family of towering or mighty angels at the foot of the bed or the corners of the property. Sometimes the key to resiliency is something the Holy Spirit helps us develop from within, and sometimes the key is through a profound revelation of His watchfulness and care. We're going to jump right into the interview in progress. Well, you did, you did mention that one of the things that kept you in the field was looking at reading some of these stories yes. of people that had been on the field before you, that had gone through, in some cases, harder things. Your, your own story is one that people are encouraged by that helps keep them on the field. But could mm-hmm. you just, like, maybe even just for a minute or two, give us a little bit of the, the story behind that? Yeah. Um, well, it was definitely the greatest privilege of my life to get to go through that and feel so honored that God would let me go through that um just so privileged um but yeah so again Heather and I were sharing the Jesus film with a family that had um seemed really hungry actually part of their family had seen it with a German lady that had shared with her shared with them and they asked we want the rest of our family to see it and so the German lady couldn't go, so Heather and I volunteered. So that's where we were at this house. And um, after leaving that um, home, we were both um, taken in, like just taken captive. Yeah, like I got in my taxi and a Taliban stopped my taxi and got in and just took me. You know, and then later Heather came come after me and they brought her together and to join me, which was a relief. At first, I was so afraid on my own. It's just amazing the power of two, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was, like, just incredibly fearful Mm -hmm. um, at first. But when she came, it was, like, instant, like, just a relief, you know? I mean, I was sad. I was praying she'd get away, but I was really (laughs) thankful she came. So, Um, and we were by ourselves for the first, um, they put us in with a, with several other Afghan women, but they gave us a room by ourselves off this courtyard. And so for the first couple nights, like we would just, yeah, we would, well, actually that first night, can I wanted to go to bed, but Heather's like, let's just pray and sing all night. You know, so, so we did, we ended up just praying and singing together that first night. And I just remember waves of God's peace as we would sing the songs, um, just comforting us in that situation. And, 
Um, but then they started asking us just heavy interrogation, and we tried to not answer them. We didn't want anyone else to get in trouble or anything. Like we worked with a huge, you know, pretty big NGO. We didn't want to jeopardize them or the Afghans that work for them. So we tried to not answer. But eventually they filled our room with like seven or eight men and like, listen, if you don't start answering questions, it's going to be really, really bad for you. And so that's when we, yeah, just started sharing like the name. We shared the name of our organization at that point. And then from there, they went and took just everyone they could find from that organization prisoner as well. And thankfully, since we had delayed a bit, like Kurt and Karen, they had already gotten out and a lot of people had evacuated, but there were still some, a few people there. So they ended up being four other girls were put in prison with us and two men were put in the men's side of the prison. Mm. Um, And then they also took about 10 Afghan workers, 10 or more, maybe it was 20, I don't remember, but several, Mm. a large number of Afghan prisoners too that worked for that NGO. But, you know, these are the women that I've been praying with, that we're used to worshiping and praying with every morning for two hours, right? Mm -hmm. So we just kept it up in prison, you know? And so I was just, it was a privilege, you know, to get to be with them. These Mm -hmm. mighty, you know, you have your 50-year-old prayer warrior, 50-year-old prayer warrior, Australian and really prophetic German lady. I mean, just, Mm -hmm. you want to be in prison with these people. (laughs) So, So that's really what helped us. I mean... Literally, we would just, it was all acapella, you know, we don't mm. have our guitars or anything anymore, but we would use like our, our water bottles or anything we could for percussion and we wrote songs. I mean, after, I mean, for a while we would do all the songs we knew, but then like you just start wanting new stuff, you know? So then the different scriptures that God had given us, you know, because every day like, like one person would be down, but then someone else would have a word and then someone else would be down and someone, you know? So it was just really a multiple. You're just building one another up when one was down or whatever. And um, so, but God had given us lots of different scriptures. So out of those scriptures, we would, me and another German girl were the main, well, another, actually two of them. We would write different songs and introduce them to the group and we'd start singing those songs, you know, as well as other ones. Um, but I remember, I mean, especially this one time, the God, God's presence was so thick like, we had to be on our faces. Like, it was like holy, holy, holy. Like, he was there. And the the German woman who was more, I don't know, she would just see, she would see angels and stuff. So she said during that time, she actually saw these angels, like, putting crowns on our heads and, like, feeding us this spiritual food, you mm. know? So I was like, anyway, but just, yeah, he came. And so it wasn't just the morning. We added on a nighttime. So every morning. Why not, couple, right? Right. Yeah. More you I know. <laughs> I know. So that was life. So that's, yeah. And so other times were spent like killing flies and making <laughs> groups of 50. How many groups of 50 on these? Yeah. You know, can I make? And um, eventually, though, the Taliban actually took us back to our houses because the German ladies were complaining that their dogs were dying or something. Anyway, and they, and then one. And I of, wouldn't think they would care less I about know. a dog. And then also the fiery Australian went on a fast, and she says, "I'm not eating until you let me." Anyway, so, she, so because of that, they they gave in, and we got to go back to our houses, and like I got to get some cards, we got to get our Bibles, you know. Oh, got so to just get to make a trip clothes. in and then come back. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It wasn't well, like out, but at least. So to get some things. Just curious, Dana, like the glory of God is in this 
in this cell or whatever, did your, did your captors see y'all? I mean, I'm, you know, they heard you all the time. Yeah. Were y'all ever singing in, in Dari just so that it would be like oh, a testimony to them? that's a really good idea. No. <laughs> I, I'm not no, trying to, I, I, I was just did. curious if they were maybe hearing and understanding. The Holy Spirit could have been causing them to understand everything no. that was being said. But no, but I was just curious, like, they, you know, was there ever any interaction where, where they were like, what are you doing? You know, or like more like right. that. What are you doing on your faces? Yeah. You know, I'm just curious what the glory of God looks like to Taliban captors. Yeah. Well, we were in a, like, there was a, it was off the main courtyard. So there was a window and a doorway and stuff like that. But they probably didn't see all that. But we did have, like, the Afghan women come and look and, like, listen and say, oh, how beautiful, you okay. know, and things like that. Okay. And, um, but we, they kind of wanted us to be pretty separate from the other Afghan women. Although during the daytime, we got to hear their stories and just fall in love with, you know, just love them even more. And that was one of the main, we, our main purpose is like, we are here together to pray for the freedom of Afghan women and the freedom of these guys that were taken captive. We're like, Lord, let them get out before we do, Mm -hmm. you know? And we just, yeah. So we just prayed a lot for the ladies and that's that was our main purpose um yeah but then of course we're in prison and 9-11 happens so we didn't even know what was going on you know but we did have some Taliban come in and and we made friends with our interpreter so with our interpreter that spoke English because the Taliban speak Pashtun we didn't know Pashtun we knew Dari so we could talk to the women but we had to speak through a translator okay. with the Taliban. But this Taliban that knew English, we got to share our testimonies. We got to share a lot with him. So, okay. And he ended up really liking us and risking his whole life for us. Wow. And that's he's one of the, the reasons we're out, honestly, because later he went, um, he went and actually gave information to the U.S. forces about where we were. Right. Yeah, so he totally risked his life, mm-hmm. and we're so thankful for him. So. Um, but God gave us amazing favor with him. Yeah. yeah. But when 9-11 hit, we were actually moved to higher security prison. And then a little while later, um, we heard that we were hoping they weren't going to bomb because we were there. But they went ahead and did it. <laughs> so, um, but because of that Taliban friend, he t- came and told us, listen, they know where you are and they're going to try to avoid bombing you. So at least... <laughs> Okay. That made us feel better, you okay. know. And then also that first night before the bombing started, um, again, the German prophetic awesome lady, um, she had a vision of these angels locking arms surrounding our entire compound wow. and just saying, hey, you and everyone in this compound are going to be kept safe, wow. you know. So those things we held on to, you know. So actually we had that word first, and then later we found out they actually knew kind of where we were yeah. and we're going to... But still, the bombing was really rough. I mean, like, was your shaking. place shaking? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. This, this wasn't a book of acts no. shaking in this particular instance. I mean, and actually, it's funny because the, the Australian lady, she was a nurse. So at one point, she asked the Taliban to go get us some Valium or something, or just to calm our nerves mm-hmm. or something. Anyway, so, I mean, we were taking that at times just because you, you're just so shaking, wow. you know. It was. Yeah. Never knew when one might be coming through the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> But again, the worship, it was in God's presence helped a lot. But it was definitely physical things. Like I got a lot of warts, you know, just things that were happening because yeah, of stress. Stress, you stress know. response. Yeah. Um, but we were trying to like do, I had a routine of exercise. You know, we we're trying to do those, 
kind of things. Um, yeah. Probably also some of the, um, like in prison, the hardest thing is when we weren't, weren't getting along. Mm. You know what I mean? Those, you know, outside of all the glory time, there was definitely some conflict there, you yeah. know? And so just working through that was some of the harder things, but coming out the other side, you know, it was team conflict or some conflict that happened with a local and mm. working through those. But I think, but learning from those, if, to not give up and to work through it, you know, no matter how painful it it is, you know. So I just want to say those things I definitely experienced were some of the hardest times. If you and your teammates aren't getting along or you're, or you and a local you're investing in, wow. I remember one time it was, it looked like it was unrepairable with me and one of the locals I was investing in. And I had, it was back when we were still used cassette tapes mm-hmm. and it was like so messed up, like the, the, the tape inside of it was all just um, rat's nest yeah. rat's nest mm-hmm. you're like how will the, I'll never be able to use this it's just throw it out but I've um, but I just took a pencil and just mm-hmm. kind of rolled it back up and it was totally fine and the Lord just spoke to me just as much as that looked so messed up it couldn't get fixed the same with this relationship and he totally brought a breakthrough spoke to her and me and repentance and it was totally fixed and sweet you know so I'm anyway so I just want to give that as an encouragement to you I think some of the hardest times on the field are when there are conflicts you know Mm -hmm. but to encourage people that God can bring breakthrough and do whatever you can to get that fixed you know and yeah outside resources counseling God, whatever, but put them in prison. Do? Just lock them up. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get away there from each go. other. They've got to work it out. That's right. Gosh. That's right. Um, but I think even getting out, we had to go through some debrief to get it even more healed. So I'm thankful for the counselors that helped us after that. Wow. Um, yeah, so thankful. In light of what you just said, so much of it, as hard as it was, it's like the sweetest times ever mm-hmm. in communion with Jesus and his body. You've got you've given so much already. Why don't you just uh, close us with a prayer of blessing and impartation of what you're what you're carrying by Jesus's uh, grace in your life? Okay. Yeah. So, Lord, Father, mm. Father God, yeah, loving Father, thank you so much. Um, yeah, just for allowing me and all these friends and comrades and um, your children that are out there on the field doing similar things, taking the gospel where it's not, helping your church to grow where it's not, Lord, crying out for lands that are so in darkness, Lord, and who you shed your blood for and long for them to know you. I just thank you for them, God. Um, Thank you for every sacrifice they've made to be there, Lord. But I... um, but I just ask God, would you just um, pour out your spirit on them afresh? Yes, Lord, pour out your oil of joy on mm-hmm. them, God. And I just, yeah, just pray that they'd have a fresh revelation of just the privilege of getting to be there, loving you and worshiping you where you're not. Yes, Lord. Lord, they are bringing joy to your heart, God. They are Amen. touching your heart. Amen. They are ministering to you and they are breaking they, their worship, their prayers, they're just being there. They are releasing your presence in these places, Lord. They are making a way for a move of God to come. Lord, help them to um, to continue to, um, to cry out and to not give up, Lord. Help yes. them to continue to cry out until they see 
um, salvation blazing like a torch in their land, God. Um, Thank you that their prayers are powerful and effective. Thank you that every um, hug they give, Lord, is um, bringing your presence into someone's life, God. I just thank you for them, God. So just strengthen every person listening to this, God. Strengthen them. Pour out your love on them, God. Visit them with your presence. Heal them where they're wounded, Lord. Encourage them. Put fresh wind in their sails, God. And um, thank you that breakthroughs around the corner if they haven't um, seen it yet, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that your word is... um, powerful and effective that not one seed is sown that um isn't going to bring about your purposes lord and um yeah i just thank you for my brothers and sisters and ask you to bless them today lord help them um to continue to serve in these nations as long as you want them to lord Um, in jesus name amen thank you dana thank you so much we love you Yeah, love you guys. God bless you guys in your ministry. (laughs) Well, listeners, thanks again for tuning in. That does it for this episode of Resiliency. You can follow us on Instagram at Resiliency Podcast. And so for now, I'm Silas West, and thank you for listening to Resiliency. Resiliency.